Eagles Entertainment. On Thursday, September 2nd, Eagles players spoke to the media. First up, offensive tackle Brett Toth. Hey, Brett, thanks for taking the time today. Yes, ma'am. We'll get started here with Mike Kay and Jeff Mosher. Hey, Brett. Uh, obviously, you've been through this situation three times before. You know it's hard to keep five tackles on the roster. Was there a point at some point in the summer where you realized, hey, I got this. I, I'm on this roster. Uh, just be on your, your normal confidence. Oh, uh, honestly, I just tried not thinking about it. You know, as you said, I've been through this process a few times past two seasons, ended up on different teams. Not just going into my third camp, you kind of realize where your like wasted attention was the past two camps. And again, for me, it's every day get better. And like you said, with how deep we are at tackle and all that stuff, it's any opportunity that opens up next to you, be able to learn all five positions as much as possible and pretty much be able to do anything that can help the team. I was curious if I could follow up. Um, we saw you playing left guard. Uh, how did that discussion come up? How did Stout approach you with that? And and why did it work out that way? Oh, it was pretty simple. He came up and told me, you're going to be playing left guard this week. <laughs> Um, but again, like you said, you can't be someone that's fixated on one position, especially as a backup. You recognize these things to where, especially going into a 17-game season, injury is a huge part of it now. Your depth is probably the most important piece. And you do yourself a disservice if you try and fixate on one thing. And honestly, it adds value being able to go to different positions. Go ahead, Jeff and then Dave. Hey, Brett, uh, Mikey stole my, my left guard question there a little bit, but can you expand on, on uh, you were told before the game you're playing left guard, how much practice did you have uh, at guard before that? How did you feel going into that game just about your technique and your mentality playing guard? And, and then how did you feel about it after you were done? Um, so while I was in Arizona, they I got played at guard a lot as well. But again, schemes are different. And coming here, there's an expectation behind you, especially with Brandon Brooks and Isaac in front of you. And um, that week going into the Jets joint practices, I got some reps in there. And even before that, when I was playing left tackle during camp, we're doing one-on-ones, two-on-twos. Spot opens up, get in there. You know, It's like your technique is different, but in the same sense, you need to be able to learn all the technique from the side. And Coach Stout talks about, how anytime he's coaching another guy, you can get that mental rep. You know, so at the moment, I'm not playing center. Who knows if they come to me and ask me to learn center. It, it would behoove me to be able to listen to anything that happens, even if it's not pertaining to my specific position at the moment. And how did you feel that you, you graded out and played after that, that game? Uh, we're very strict and standard in the offensive line room here. Um, Again, in that game, I felt like I did real well in our gap schemes and our power schemes. My zone blocking needs a lot of work. Uh, the pass rush is a lot different from tackle to guard. They get on you immediately, and you got to fixate at be beating them at the line. And there's a lot of improvement to be made, um, and that's just the mentality every day. Go ahead, Dave, and then John McMullen. How much has, uh, has Jeff Stoutland meant to your development? A lot, a lot. The, it's the thing that's awesome about him. It doesn't matter if you're one, two, or three. You're not going to be able to go under the radar. You can feel it some places. They only fixate on starters, but Stout, 
it doesn't matter what offensive line is in. He's making sure you're locked in and that every rep matters. He's He doesn't coach guys differently, and it, he makes sure to set the standard, and any time that you don't perform to that standard, he gives you examples, shows you what the ones are doing, shows you what you need to improve on, and every day it's about a one-up, what you can fixate on today that you weren't at the standard of the day prior, and just keep making those steps to improve. When you think back to when you first met him, what have you learned about him? Because he's, he's quite a personality. Yeah, he, uh, we clash a lot. You know, the military side in me, and just the discipline aspect, and in his eyes, a gritty guy, and him being from New York City is another gritty guy. And so we clash a lot, but we both know what the end goal is. And the better that I get, it's obviously good for self-reflection, but it's also a product of, like, honestly, what he believes in us and what he he doesn't give us any easy days. John and then Martin. Hey, Brett. Uh, you kind of talked a little bit uh, about the differences from inside and outside, but as far as traits, as far as moving for you and the differences between the two particular positions, how quickly does that kind of ramp up for you? You know, do you have you, you might have to go in and tackle one day. You might have to go in and guard the next day as a backup. How quickly can you ramp up to that? You've got to be able to do it immediately. Like you said, you've seen guys in the past year. Big one is Isaac. And you watch a bunch of his tape to where in a single game he could go from at the beginning of his career, tight end, tackle, guard, and you know, center. He's the jack of all trades, but he's also so good at the individual positions that you want to – minimize the the talent curve in between that jump from if someone gets injured to the next guy. So that's why you can't get complacent at any point and you can't relax during any practice. And you mentioned your military background was stout, you know, to us from the outside, you know, military we think of you take orders, but you said you clash. What what is kind of what is that kind of dynamic? A big part is just cuz I'm very tough on myself. You know, whenever a play doesn't go as well as I'd like it to play. I get the job b done, but again, it's not to that standard of the guys that's in front of us. I feel like I'm not improving fast enough, you know? And then from when, like, Stout sees it as well, he notices how tough I am, and he challenges you, challenges you as much as possible. And so it's just sometimes you feel like it's overbearing, but you got to remember that the next day is a new slate. You start all over, and end goal is the same. Just keep improving. Thanks, Brett. We have time for two more, so we'll go to Martin and then Josh. Hey, Brett. Um, congrats on making the team. Uh, I, want, I wanted to ask you about Jordan Maylotta. I mean, you've kind of been here for parts of the last, you know, previous two seasons. I mean, how far have you seen him come since, you know, when you first arrived here, I guess, in 2019? Gotcha. Thank you for the congratulations, but also Jordan – Love the guy. Can't say enough good things about him, whether it be his talent on the field or the kind of guy he is off the field. Um, and it's it's remarkable. As you all know, a guy to come in here have never played the sport of football and to be at the position he's at nowadays, it's a testament to him. It's because, again, every day he knows that he has to go out there and he's working with guys like Sweat. He's working with guys like BG, Derek Barnett. They're sharpening him because they're high-quality players as well. And for him, it's he's hard on himself as well. Every day, he's grading his own reps as well, making sure that at no point is he taking 
a mistake for granted, you know, like everyone can kind of get down on themselves at some point, but it's only a failure if you don't learn from it for the next rep. Last one here with Josh, and then we'll get Jack Stahl. Hey, Brett, uh, I guess continuing on Martin's question about uh, Jordan, could you speak, I guess, more so to the rest of the room and um, how you guys kind of knew it was a, a competition, obviously, between Andre and Jordan, but the, I guess the way they, the professionalism they went about it and, and obviously, you know, Jordan was named the starter, but to, you know, still have Andre there and, you know, you guys competing every day. Knowing that there was a competition really didn't change the dynamic of the room. And I think it's just because so many people were all professionals in there and we all recognize that it's all about the team first. Um, what it was unfortunate what happened with Andre, just especially with the injuries, but in every day now, cause I'm working right next to him. He's improving as well. You know, it it's, can't be waived against him just because of where Jordan's at. Jordan's capability and what he's shown improvement-wise. Y'all have all seen him from three years ago, a guy that doesn't understand that he's not holding the ball and lateraling it every time while playing rugby. But to be able to do what he can do now, it's it's just, like, awesome. There's <laughs> no other thing about it. He's an amazing player, and he's going to go to far lengths here, but... Same stuff about Andre. Being able to see his foot quickness, his reaction times, how gifted he is from how serious he's taking every rep. And whatever the team asks of him, he's going to do because he's a team guy. All right, I love the dynamic in the offensive line room, and it all starts with all the veterans. All right, thanks for the time, Brett. Next, tight end, Jack Stoll. Hey, Jack, thanks for taking the time today. Hey, no problem. We'll get started here with Mike Kay and then Zach Berman. Hey, Jack. Congrats on making the team. Um, wanted to ask you, there's a, obviously that room is jam-packed with talent. Um, you're coming in as an undrafted free agent. You see Tyree kind of take off. Was there a certain point in, in maybe the joint practices of the preseason where you said, hey, I, I got this, like outside of your normal confidence, just, hey, I, I think I've made this roster? You know, uh, you know, I, I, I'm one of these guys, I try not to be complacent. So that's not what's on my mind. I'm just trying to be, you know, the best version of myself that I can be. Um, and so, you know, I'm just going out there every day trying to get better, you know, myself, making sure I'm tightening up my game, you know, connecting with everyone competing. So, uh, you know, listen, I've always had the confidence that, you know, I'm an NFL caliber tight end. And, you know, it was awesome just going out there and being able to prove it. So, so then let me ask you this. What was the thing that you came into camp saying, look, I need to get tremendously better at, and you feel like you did make those strides throughout the month? Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing has been, uh, you know, just getting a grasp of the playbook. You know, it's new for everyone, and especially coming in, and, you know, this is my first year being in the NFL, grasping everything and getting the little details, not just understanding, you know, hey, here's here's what you have to do but understanding you know the footwork you got to use or you know the discipline you got to use in your route and stuff like that so it's really just tightening up the small things and as camp went on you know I started to feel a lot more comfortable with some of that and so you know I think that was probably the biggest thing Zach and then John hey Jack nice to meet you virtually here uh if if you think back to April what made you want to sign with the Eagles? Because I, I imagine you, 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 you had a choice. And what was their pitch to you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I just realized that it was a great opportunity with the Eagles. Uh, you know, obviously when you're in a room with, you know, when you, when you got Zach Dallas in there and, you know, a bunch of other guys, I mean, it's an awesome opportunity to learn. And, you know, being the undrafted guy, 
you come to the reality, you're not going to walk in and be the starter day one. And, you know, being able to learn from guys like that and being an opportunity in a city like this is kind of really what drew me. And, uh, you know, really their pitch was, you know, you'll, you'll be able to come here and, you know, learn and we'll, we'll give you an opportunity to show what you have. They, they didn't guarantee anything. And listen, like I said, I was like having a chip on my shoulder and, you know, nothing should be given to you. So, and, you know, obviously being a drafted guy, you know, that's, that's how, how it works. So, uh, you know, that was really the main thing. And, you know, I, like I said, Philadelphia is an awesome city and I'm, I'm excited to be here. As a quick follow-up, players often say that they don't count the numbers, right? But as an undrafted guy, it would make sense to look at the depth chart. Were you looking at, at what that depth chart was and if there would be a, a potential opportunity for you? You know, obviously, I think anyone who says they aren't doing that is lying. And so, you know, I, I took a look at the depth chart and, uh, you know, it was it was one of those deals where, uh, you know, when I when I was looking at it, I realized, you know, like I said, I can learn from some great guys and, you know, I can come in, step in and compete. And most importantly, get an opportunity to go play in these preseason games. And that was what ended up happening here in Philadelphia. And like I said, I mean, my goal was always to make the team and I ended up doing it. And, you know, listen, I'm, I'm lucky to have a great group of guys in there, too, that I've been able to learn with and, you know, get to know over the past couple of weeks here. And, you know, I'm looking forward for, uh, you know, that time to be extended. John and then Martin. Hey, Jack, congratulations uh, on making the team. Uh, we were talking to Nick the other day, Nick Seriani. He brought up Jason Michael kind of out of the blue, called him the best tight end coach he thinks in the NFL. What is what has he meant to you getting in here with him and your development just in this kind of short time? Absolutely. And, you know, he's another reason I ended up coming here. He's obviously very knowledgeable you know, football IQ wise, and he's someone that connects well, you know, with the entire room. And he's, he's someone, if I have any sort of question, he'll go out of his way to make sure I get that answer, you know, regardless of what it is, you know, I know I can always go to him for anything. And, you know, if I have a question on technique, he'll, he'll go out of his way to make sure that, you know, we do things right. And, you know, he, he's a guy who, he, he just is on it. Well, I agree with Coach, uh, Coach Sirianni there. He's, he's been unbelievable to work with. Um, and also just a follow-up uh, with Zach, he had mentioned he's one of the best route-running tight ends in the NFL already, as I'm sure you know. But he mentioned how much Nick playing the receiver position from that aspect of your position has helped him uh, think about things that maybe he never did in the past. How much – does Nick Sirianni help you from the receiving perspective? Oh, he helped. He helps tremendously. And, you know, coming out of college, you know, I wasn't as tight, you know, route running wise and understanding, you know, concepts and, you know, coming out of breaks and how important, you know, all that, all that stuff added together turns it, you know, ends up being. And so having him explain everything specifically, you know, routes on, you know, for routes, you know, the depths on routes, your alignment, everything like that. And so, I mean, we'll, we'll sit in meetings and he'll go over something that everyone would view as a minute detail, but he wants to make sure it's right because at the end of the day, all the minor details end up adding up into, you know, football games that, you know, you either win or lose. And so, I mean, he's been, he's been honest about every minor detail and, uh, you know, he's helped us tremendously. And you can see as the camp's gone on, you know, all these details are getting cleaned up and, you know, everything's working just like we uh, drew it up. So, you know, he, he's been unbelievable and has really helped us out a lot. All right, we'll take two more here from Martin and Dave. Hey, Jack, um, congrats on making the team. 
So I was curious as to how exactly uh, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard kind of helped you along. Like what kind of things have they taught you since, since you've been here? Absolutely. You know, Zach, I, I can just go up and ask him, you know, I'll ask him a few tips on, you know, how he's winning routes. And, uh, you know, he's been a guy who, you know, he'll just give me tips on, you know, obviously him being in the league for nine, 10 years now. Uh, he, he's been able to help give me tips on, you know, how to how to beat this DB with this leverage and stuff like that. So he's been unbelievable there. And then Dallas has done the same. And, you know, they've they've really gone out of their way, whether it's in, you know, a walkthrough and they'll they'll give me a tip here or there. And, uh, you know, just soaking in information and just being able to watch how they do everything every day and, you know, seeing how they perfect their craft has been unbelievable. And, you know, listen, I couldn't be more grateful for those guys and, you know, how much they've helped me develop. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, Jack, if you could steal one trait or characteristic from Zach and Dallas, what would you take for your own game? You know, I, I think number one, it's, it's pretty obvious, the route running. Uh, you know, if I if I could end up, you know, running routes like Zach does, you know, here in a couple of years, I, I think I'd be an unbelievable receiving tight end. And, you know, I know coming out, I was known as a blocking guy. And, you know, I'm, I'm out here just trying to prove everybody wrong that, you know, I can catch the ball, I can I can block and do do everything like that. But that, you know, I'm a complete tight end who can do it all. And so, uh, you know, and that's that's exactly what I'm trying to be. And, you know, that's that's something that, you know, specifically Zach and Dallas, you know, they, they find a way to win every single route. And so, you know, that's kind of the biggest thing that, you know, learning from them that I'd love to, you know, instill in my game. Thank you. All right. Thanks for the time, Jack. No problem. Next up, linebacker Patrick Johnson. Hey, Patrick. Thanks for taking the time today. Uh, thank you. We'll get started here with Mike Kay and then Ruben Frank. Hey, Patrick. Uh, congrats on making the team. Appreciate obviously, it. you're playing. Obviously, you're playing a new position. Um, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like you really started to hit your stride once you got into game action against the Steelers, the Patriots, yeah. the Jets, um, as opposed to those first two weeks of training camp. I, I was just curious, why do you think that is? Why do you think those, I guess, quote unquote, for lack of a better term, live bullets, kind of helped you feel out the position a little bit more? Yeah, uh, for me, it's always been about preparation for practice. You know, from practice, so taking the approach every single day to get 1% better. You know, that's what Coach uh, Sariani talks about all the time. So that's pretty much the same approach I took throughout this whole camp process, and I feel like it's worked out pretty well for me, and it showed up on game day. Um, just just to follow up, uh, playing that Sam linebacker position doesn't seem like you have, like, as much hook responsibility as, as the other guys playing on the out. Who did you kind of lean on to kind of learn from? Because really it's a new position for Gennard and, and other guys as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, I got to give a lot of props to my coach, though, you know, Coach Nick Rallis. I mean, he's done a great job of coaching me up in my, in my new position and also learning from the vets. I mean, even though it might be a little bit different from what they're doing, I still can learn a lot from what they're doing at their position and how, you know, the the way the scheme's kind of set up for us now is kind of like I can take little things from them and put it, you know, towards my own position. Thanks. Go ahead, Ruben and Chris Franklin. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I know they threw a lot at you this summer. Um, I mean, it wasn't just Sam. They were throwing Mike at you and Will and everything. Uh, what was the mental challenge like for you to kind of, as a new guy, come in and absorb it all and, and be able to process it? Yeah, you know, and I knew something like that was probably going to happen for me once I got into the league. So I was already kind of mentally prepared for that. 
um, you know, with JG and Nick, uh, they did a great job with, you know, coaching me up. So I was I was always prepared um, each day to go out there and execute the job that they were asking me to do. So it was never really stressful for me. I just had to go back, you know, every single night, watch film, and then also know my playbook, you know, at a very high level. And I feel like I've kind of carried that on even till today. Go ahead, Chris, and then Jeff Mosher. Hey, Patrick, congrats, man, on making the team. Uh, being you. from Tulane, being from Tulane, you spent a lot of time in the city of New Orleans. I mean, and then the ones to know, uh, have you reached out to anybody down there and talked to them see how they're doing? And hey. what was it for, like for you to see, like, everything that was going on down there? Man, it was, it was most definitely was heartbreaking, man. Um, I was actually planning on going down there this weekend, actually. Um, to support my team and everything. But, you know, the game got moved uh, to Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, but, you know, of course, I've been in touch with my head coach there, a bunch of my, you know, my roommate, my old roommate, um, other teammates, make sure they're all good. You know, they're doing much better now. But it is still hard in that city. I wish I could get down there to, you know, help out with everything. So, you know, just keep praying and, you know, that things will get better down there real soon. Jeff and then John McMullen. Hey, Patrick, congrats on making the team. Can you kind of take us through um, what it will be like for you between now and the season opener, seeing as you know, theoretically you could be an injury or two away from, from having to appear in an NFL game and how prepared you feel for that moment and what you need to do to be ready? Yes, sir. Um, you know, for me, I just take, you know, one day at a time. Um, I'm working hard. So if the opportunity comes up, I'm going to be ready for sure. Um, you know, coaches are doing a great job of preparing all of us because you never know if somebody goes down, gets hurt, the next man's up. So we all have to be ready, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Go ahead, John, and then Zach. Hey, Patrick, you you mentioned you kind of knew potentially this transition was going to happen for you uh, back in college. Did you think about it? Did you start uh, trying to prepare for this percent, uh, potential transition? Or did you not think about that until you started uh, sort yeah. of getting into the pro thing? Yeah, no, I really don't really think about anything too far ahead. You know, I can only can really control what's really happening at the moment. Um, but even in college, my, my coaches asked me to do a lot of things. So it was nothing really new to me that I had to learn, you know, multiple positions, you know, in certain schemes and stuff like that. Just to be a great athlete. I feel like I'm a very versatile player. You know, I kind of said that. Now, even right before I got here in my interviews then, I'm a very versatile player, and the coaches know that, and so they use that to their strengths here and use my strength. Uh, so I'm really enjoying it, having fun, you know, going out there and doing best I can to help the team out. As far as the physical part of it, uh, when you're an edge rusher going forward a lot, uh, what is the, the most difficult part of the, the transition from that standpoint? Um. It hasn't really been too difficult. It's just, you know, learning every single day new techniques, uh, really crafting and really sharpening my tools. Uh, just got to keep getting better, you know, at, you know, in my coverage, my, in my coverages and in my rushes and just being more physical. So all around, you know, I have to keep improving just to, you know, step my game up. But I feel like I'm, you know, getting there for sure. We'll take one more here from Zach. Hey, Patrick, what's a Jonathan Gannon meeting like? And in, in your you know, few months around him, what do you find distinctive about him as a person or a coach? Man, he, he's most definitely as a player coach, uh, great guy, uh, very high energy. You know, he's, he's all about defense. He's all about the, the defense. You know, that, that's our number one rule is our defense and doing what, is, what we have to do to execute the job and get it done. Uh, so 
for for me, the meetings with him, he's a very smart guy, and he he can most definitely tell us what he wants, and he does it the correct way. And you know, I feel like we respond very well to it. All right, thanks for the time, Patrick. Thank you. And lastly, offensive tackle Jordan Mylata. Hey, Jordan, thanks for taking the time today. Thanks for having me. We'll get started here with Dave Zangaro and then Martin Frank. Hey, Jordan. I have to ask you, now that you're a starter in the NFL, do you think you'd be here without Jeff Stoutland? Oh, of course not. Um, Coach Stoutland you know, has played a big part of my life and my development as a player and as a person. Um, he's helped me achieve a lot of things and just made me you know, the player that I am today. Um, he's taught me... You know, I think he's taught me a lot towards work ethic, you know, putting in the hard yards, coming in every day with the same attitude and the same goal to get 1% better. And, you know, for me, when I look back at my, at the my rookie years, it was kind of nice to have that kind of coach who every day was pushing me to be better and wanted the best for me. And, um, you know, it's something that I've adopted you know, to to my everyday life now, just everything that, you know, that he was saying to me as a rookie. Now, being in my fourth year, I can, you know, finally understand what he means and just live that way of life that he's been coaching for the last, you know, three years to me. So without Stout, you know, probably wouldn't have made it this far. So I owe a lot of credit to him. Go ahead, Martin. Hey, Jordan. Um, I wanted to ask you about, you know, what your feelings were when you found out that you're, you're going to be starting the season as, as the left tackle. Um, and also when you found out, I mean, was it something, you know, you knew earlier in training camp or did you just find out recently? Ah, uh, mate. Um, <clears throat> yeah, when it came to the starting position, I, you know, I honestly had no idea how this was going to play out. Um, the only thing I knew for sure was that whether you know, it would be me or Andre. I was going to prepare myself like a starter. Um, you know, I, that was my one, one biggest <clears throat> thing that I saw last year that I needed to work on was <clears throat> how to prepare as a starter and train like a starter and, and, you know, just live that way of life. And so for me, my focus was never on who was going to be starter, but rather than rather the process of, um, being a starter, how to be a starter, not who's going to be. So, honestly, yeah, in terms of finding out when, you know, I only just found out recently. So, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's not going to change anything. Um, Andre is a hell of an athlete and a player. And so, you know, we're going to sharpen each other and keep pushing each other every day. You know, I, I we still... Uh, train hard and I, I know when he, he hits the back sometimes a little bit harder so then I'm like okay when you hold the back I'm going to hit you a little bit harder and so that's just another way of you know iron sharpens iron the same way that you know Josh Sweat will do the same to us trying to get us better so yeah Are there any other questions for Jordan? I'll hop in Allie I think some people are probably still driving home um, Jordan have you given yourself a, a chance to kind of reflect on, I, I know you're obviously in the mode of getting ready for the season, but it is quite mm -hmm. an accomplishment. Have you given yourself a chance to think about it at all? Uh, to be really honest, Dave, um, I haven't really. Kind of just been, you know, I know you, I know you know, like my, 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 
I guess, focus right now. It's just on week one, um, preparing myself for week one. So I really haven't given time to really just, you know, sit down and reflect on the journey and, uh, you know, how I got here. But, you know, I just feel like for me and, and my mindset and my approach to, you know, being a professional and being a starter, it's just, you know, how can I get better tomorrow? Um, how, what can I learn from yesterday? And how do I keep moving forward, um, you know, progressing? So, yeah, to answer your question, I haven't had much time to reflect because I've just been focusing on week one. Go ahead, Martin. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like one of the things. I mean, when you came here in 2018, I mean, you'd never really played organized football before. I mean, I remember you telling us that, you know, you felt like you had like one peanut of knowledge and everything. <laughs> and, you know... I mean, do you find it all amazing that you're at this point, you know, considering where you started? Yeah, it is. It is kind of cool to see that, you know, the bag is like a bit half full now. You know, I don't know how you guys would see it, but for me, it's, I still feel like I have so much to learn from, you know, my vets, uh, Brandon Brooks, Isaac, Kelsey and Lane, and even Fletch on the defensive side, BG, you know, I can always learn something new from them and I'll never know when the bag will be closed but um, or full. But all I know is I'm still going to collect those peanuts. <laughs> we'll go to Zach Berman next. Hey, Jordan, you uh, expressed to us last year, I, I forget the exact quote, but you didn't want us to look at you anymore like a rugby player learning how to play football. You wanted us to look at you like a football player. When did did you feel like that transition externally really take place and in your mind when did that really kind of sink in that you're a football player you're not someone converting from a different sport um I think it started off last year you know um when I started playing games you know when I when I started getting comfortable in the in the position um and for me that's when it really began you know that I started understanding football started talking football you know and kind of realized learning on the go was you know going to be a big thing for me and so because I knew how much effort I was giving in to to myself or to the game really um you know I kind of felt like you know I was kind of you know branding myself as a football player because I believed it because I believed in what I was giving to the game giving of myself to be a starter and a professional and so, yeah, that was my biggest thing about not being seen as a rugby player anymore, you know, to be seen as a football player. And, um, you know, I'm going to keep doing that until <laughs> until I scrub that from my history. I don't know. I just, for me, it's just I don't want to be seen, you know, if I give up a sack or if I, if I don't do the right right technique, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the guy like, oh, he's, but he's a rugby player. Of course he doesn't know that. No, I want to be judged because, you know, I just have poor technique and didn't execute it right. Because I know I can do all the things that Coach Stout and Coach Sirianni ask of me and my teammates. So it's just a matter of me, you know, being a professional and handling my business. And so if, if I can follow up, if, if that was your big objective last year, what's your big objective this year? What's like the, the main theme, if you will, for this year for you? Um, do you want to take a guess? Because I tell you, what, it's, it hasn't changed. <laughs> The same approach every year, mate. Uh, every year, it's just to get that 1% better. Um, I truly believe in that saying, and I will forever you know, live this way of life. It's the only way of life that 
Well, I guess I was introduced to by Coach Stout. Um, and now that Coach Sirianni's in here, he's preaching the same message as well. So for me, it just kind of reiterates the fact that, you know, I have a I have a goal in mind and I have an approach of how to get to that goal. And, you know, Coach Sirianni is also coaching these fundamentals as well. And so for me, it's just I believe it with my whole heart. And, you know, to have a head coach who has these fundamentals and more and encouraging us young players to, you know, to keep working at our craft, to keep getting 1% better each day, to keep, um, you know, the, uh, keep the base fundamentals and work on that, working on that. You know, it's, it's really important for me to just keep applying the same mentality and same approach that I have been doing, you know, for the last three years, three and a half years, whatever, you know, to the future and keep, keep applying that. We'll go to Martin and then Chris Franklin. Hey, Jordan, kind of along those lines, I mean, you mentioned how you feel like your bag is about half full now. Like, what kind of things do you have to, like, improve on to get it all the way full? <laughs> um, I guess just reading the rush, uh, you know, I guess having answers to the tools that a defensive end may have, you know, in their bag of peanuts. You know, like, what am I going to do if they do this to this move? I guess just the more time I can spend on that in identifying, you know, what moves and what counters I can do to those moves, you know, I think it will make me a better player. Because I'll tell you what, going up against Josh Sweat, man, I'll tell you, he's, he's, he's the real deal, man. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, Jordan, on your way to becoming a starting left tackle, were there any other players around the league besides like say Jason Peters or Lane Johnson that you watched tape on that you felt, you know, helped you get to where you are today? Uh, uh, to be honest, early on um, when I was a rookie, I, I would watch uh, Alejandro Villanueva, Big Al, and uh, just because <laughs> I just loved his stance, to be honest. <laughs> his stance was so unorthodox um, and I, I thought, you know, it's pretty high. He's got a pretty pretty high stance. And so, like, I was like, oh, that pad level suits me. I can probably do the same as him. Uh, then I got to Philly and Coach Stout was like, hell no. You know, that's that's not how we roll down here. And <laughs> so, yeah, I used to watch Big Al because I, I like the way he set just because, you know, I was 6'8", and he's like well, 6'10", or something. He's big as hell. So, yeah, I used to watch Big Al. I did, I did watch a ton of JP and Big V and Lane before I got to Philly. So yeah, it was kind of nice, kind of a big surprise to kind of be drafted by the team that you were watching and then learn off the people that you were watching. Are there any other questions for Jordan? No. All right. Thanks for the time, Jordan. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. For more news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky. 